0: Welcome to the new Wayne Tomorrow podcast, where we explore the creation, development, and work of this county commissioner-sponsored community-based collaboration. I'm your host, Mickey Usups. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people, all pulling together toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. These first five episodes represent a sort of primer in which we take a closer look at what brought the effort about and how it has developed into a formidable ecosystem for change. In the first episode, featuring Wayne County Commissioner Brian Smith and Mike Guretsky, a retired professor from the Stern School of Business at New York University, we talked about how worrisome economic trends and the need to bring the community together led to an unprecedented exercise in communal self-awareness. Last time, Mary Beth Wood of the Wayne Economic Development Corporation discussed how the wide variety of people from different backgrounds and industries who participated in the process helped create an ecosystem that supports growth and development. We also talked about the self-assessments as well as the studies conducted by professional consultants that help give the initiative some guidance and offer direction on next steps, particularly as they relate to financing these efforts. In this episode, we continue our discussion on the financial side of Wayne Tomorrow with Wayne County Chief Financial Officer Vicki Botcher and Wayne County Community Foundation Executive Director Ryan Jennings. The two are on the front lines of the financing, from grants and cost share to philanthropy and entrepreneurial support. We discuss the ways the county and the foundation work together to tackle this formidable challenge and why trust has become such an important part of the Wayne Tomorrow equation. In episode four, we continue to explore the relationship between Wayne County and Wayne Tomorrow with the three county commissioners, Brian Smith, Joe Adams, and Jocelyn Kramer. Our conversation delves into the relationship and role the commissioners and the various county departments can and should play in moving Wayne Tomorrow projects forward. In the final episode of our primer on Wayne Tomorrow, I talk with Bob Muller Jr. and Jane Bollinger, who serve as co-chairs for the Agriculture Task Force. We look at why agriculture and the preservation of our farming heritage became a top priority from very early on in the development of Wayne Tomorrow. Now it's time to talk about money. How do we pay for all the things we need? Joining me today is Chief Financial Officer at Wayne County, Vicki Botcher, as well as the Executive Director of the Wayne County Community Foundation, Ryan Jennings. And today we're going to be talking about the financial challenges that Wayne County faces and the unique and, well, just the unique way we've found to overcome at least some of them or find the partners to do so. So we'll start with Vicki, and uh, I, I appreciate you joining me this morning. I know how busy you are. It's not easy running the financial side of the county. It's a huge operation um, and probably one of the largest operations in Wayne County. Um, and, and that alone puts it sort of in a unique position to steer um, community development. So Vicki, let's talk a little bit about the challenges Wayne County faced in trying to grapple with building a new future for itself. We've talked with our, our um, some of the founders of it about you know, why we needed to do this, but finding funding to move some of these things forward, we knew from the beginning was going to be a challenge. Let's talk a little bit about those challenges.
1: Sure I think as we progressed through Wayne tomorrow and we were kind of changing function from structure and analysis to an action piece, we, we struggled with a chicken and an egg situation. So you'd have you would have grant opportunities come to your attention, uh, whether it was a governmental you know, side grant or a community side grant, but you would have a project that matched or you had a project and you had no way to provide the match dollars maybe that were required for that. We struggled with that for quite a while. Um, We, as as part of that, that's when we first developed kind of the community development position, the Wayne Tomorrow person that's at the county. And with that, the idea was to have a cohesive group of people that were trying to look at funding. Um, grant opportunities. So again, we were continuing to look at what the opportunity side was, but again, we either had to have a plan or a project in the can ready to go, or again, we didn't have the opportunity to provide grant match dollars. <clears throat> so when we decided to go ahead with the community investment model, um, there was a key component on how what rural community foundations can play in the ability to fundraise or to have a fund or or an organization that you could use as a conduit to try to help you with grant dollars. Um, I mean, the county doesn't have an unlimited source of unrestricted dollars to do different things. Um, there is the ability with recreation, that was kind of our first uh, fund, uh, that we were able to use some matching dollars to help community organizations. That's funding that we get that's restricted for recreational um, green space type of use through the Act 13 impact fee monies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we get about $40,000 annually and that fund has grown. So that was one way we've been able to help match dollars. Historical Society with their canal park, uh, we've provided funding in for Holly for their the Bingham Park um, increase. Um, there's a project pending in Waymart to upgrade their little league. So we do have that, but there's not a lot of extra. Right. Um, so, how, how do you fund it? Even, like, for example, broadband. Again, you can find a grant, but you don't have a project. You can find a project, but then you don't have the matching dollars. So, so how does this work? Um, so, during 2018, I'm also served as, as treasurer on the Wayne County Community Foundation Board. And back in 2018, we began to speak with them about the acknowledgment of the role that community foundations can play as was coming out of, out of this study. Um, so in May of 2019, uh, Deborah Markle, who was uh, a co-consultant uh, in, in that plan, spoke to the board, did a formal presentation about the role that we could play. Um, you know, as kind of the stars align, let's say, Paul Edwards, our part-time executive director, was announcing his retirement, uh, we had been searching for for a, a new uh, full-time person going forward and uh, Ryan uh, Jennings was you know interested and interviewed for that position. And with her now she's been on the Wayne Tomorrow Action Committee, you know, kind of since we really expanded it to to include a lot of more community organizations. Um, it was kind of like the perfect storm. Um, the board really was interested, saw the ability to, to play a new role. One, to help the community, but two, it helps the foundation because it's expanding our outreach, expanding um, our public, um, public practice, role. Public role, right. And, and to how that, that we're not just a scholarship organization. Mm-hmm um but that we really are to invest in different. we established the way tomorrow fund i mean at first there was no money in it but the board made the commitment to go ahead and do it and um you know probably for the first year there were some small contributions into that um but you know, when covid hit it just really the role that the community foundation could play to assist in government's role yeah. and trying for the government to, to provide services just just really took off. So um, it's been it's been again the 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 timing of it just worked. Doesn't always happen that way, unfortunately. And um, so I think we're we're excited about that role going forward. Our kind of first big project, let's say. I mean, again, the emergency project that the foundation did with the emergency food relief. Yeah. Again. The government isn't nonprofit, so we can't necessarily accept contributions from the community. I mean, we can, but I mean, not tax deductible contributions right. for our for our folks. Um, but it, the the support from the community to help with the fresh food distribution, which also helped us, allowed us to purchase food from our local farmers who wow. are also struggling. That just whole unique partnership, I think, then helped than in the Trails Group trying to raise money for yeah. match dollars, then is helping now with our Ag Innovation Center, which is kind of our first big Wayne Tomorrow project. It, it just seemed that good things happened out of, out of COVID here in, in our community, I mm-hmm. think, from an, an investment standpoint and how small contributions of 50 or $100 mm-hmm. from any individual can really make a big difference. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it's very exciting.
0: Absolutely. We'll turn to Ryan Jennings. Ryan, I know, uh, you know, you joined the the community foundation just before COVID hit, kind of getting your feet under you. You did have some experience in the community working with the Cooperage project sure. where you were the executive director, which was great. And you, with, with the sort of that change of focus, um, the, really the emergency food program that was established in March of last year really kind of gave the Community Foundation and its new role an opportunity to shine. It was really exactly what the Community Foundation were kind of designed to do um, on an immediate scale, meaning we needed it right now and we were able to turn it around and make it happen right now. Can you talk a little bit about those early days, those first few things that really kind of made it come together.
2: Sure. So, yeah, Yeah, I started in October of 2019, so just five months before COVID and right around the holidays and whatnot. So it was a kind of tumultuous first few months. But um, the response with the emergency food relief was really at the heart of what community foundations are supposed to to do and that we're the conduit in which people can give through. Um, so we're not the end result of someone's gift. We then distribute it to the the nonprofits that are doing the work on on the ground. And so that fund um, made it a one stop shop for for people who are looking for ways to to give back and help. Um, if we think back about what what we were all feeling in March and April, there was a lot of help helplessness of like everyone knew that people were struggling and they might be struggling themselves but wanted to just help in some way because it was a situation that was out of our control um, our collective control and it was something that collectively as a globe we were all experiencing in different ways but all going through it together and so we were able to establish this fund have donations accepted every which way um, and then be able to distribute that to the people that needed it the the most and the quickest um we all know that government can't always respond super quickly because of kind of the bureaucracy and the the rules and regulations that government has to do to function the way that it is set up to function but nonprofits have a little bit more leniency and can respond quickly so we're in conjunction with the government to be able to serve those needs but being able to change the schedule for the monthly pantry can't happen as rapidly as a pop-up pantry can happen with the nonprofits leading that charge. So
1: and, and again I remember um, you know sitting in the commissioner's office with not many of us in there because you know you were trying to you know reduce operations and our human services folks coming over and just talking about, you know, what were we gonna do? You know, the schools were having you know, mm-hmm. people aren't in school, people are hungry. So many of our our young people get breakfast and lunch at, at the schools. Absolutely. And you know sitting in that room and then one called to the foundation from the commissioner's office and they were able to you know one we had the the buy the senior senior, senior meals. Yep. meals uh that was able to be done you know so we could accept donations for that and and then the food so i mean it was a great partnership and and it was um, not
2: done by itself like there was there were dozens if not hundreds of people making that fund possible on the ground of being able to distribute the food and then we've seen hundreds of donations pour in. Yeah, so the it, Fall
1: Music Festival group yes. who held those concerts, you know, mm-hmm. online to generate. It was it was a true um, community effort, like you said, yep. between the volunteers and the coordination between the school districts. Um, you know, the cooperage was key. Yep. Uh, local churches, all libraries. So a lot it. Of libraries. Um, it was amazing to see how quickly came together and how
2: quickly we were able to help people. Yeah, and so our role was really at the center of being the conduit, but but we were really just we were that and it was a valuable role for us to play, but um and and we were the one kind of getting the attention because the donations were coming through us, but it was there were so many volunteers in the school districts and more than we could possibly even name that were sharing that information, bringing people to come get the food at the Coop Ridge or Willowisp Organic Farm or wherever the food was needed. So it was it was definitely a full community effort to help make sure that our neighbors were not going hungry at
0: that time. And what was really a remarkable result beyond being able to feed our friends and neighbors, which we all felt was important it also was an opportunity for all these different elements of the community to kind of gain trust working together um you know this was like you said involved well over 100 people all kinds of very you know various departments of the county various organizations in the community other agencies the school districts there were it was a big operation And all of those institutions learned a little bit about each other, about how they operate, about what it is they're out there to achieve, and saw firsthand the value of that synergy of all working together on something we all knew was important. You know, there was was no issue in everybody pulling in the same direction in this case because we all knew that people needed this. And- you could see it on the faces of the folks that came to these drive-through events. How grateful they were to just have an opportunity to know that they had, you know, food in the fridge on the shelf and healthy local food. Just a huge, huge bonus to the people who are benefiting from the pantry, but also to those farmers who had lost those restaurant markets, yeah. which they the, our vegetable farmers very much rely on that. Um, and help them out too, yep. and you know places like Creamworks Creamery where who sure. provided the milk.
2: You're, you're right, Vicky, the, the Mickey, and Mickey and um That the relationship building is what Wayne tomorrow is really about. The the plans and the action items; the, those are also important and at the the heart of it. But the relationship building and the trust that's developed within community members that's the hard part to quantify and and qualify and. Um, it's not as tangible but in in, in an event like twenty 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 was that's really what came to light to to shine um, and the importance of those relationships how quickly government <clears throat> was able to tap on the community partners that they had developed and and cultivated over years of of Wayne tomorrow meetings. That didn't happen in every community across the country that we were able that they were able mm-hmm. to respond so quickly and so those relationships that you're you're right, you're right in that that was um, integral and and of utmost importance as part as part
0: of Wayne tomorrow and that's now moving forward and building momentum as we now shift we 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 joked about being Wayne today for that short time in 2020 because we had immediate needs. As we've shifted the focus back to Wayne Tomorrow and really begun to move forward with projects, those relationships are not only enhancing Wayne Tomorrow projects, but all across the board. We're seeing it in relationships between the community and the departments in the county. We're seeing it on on a variety of levels. Um, and, And the community foundation is playing a key role beyond the county. I mean, you've become an important um, partner for the county, but you're also partnering with a lot of other organizations in the community on other types of projects. Talk a little bit about how the role of the Community Foundation is growing in in Wayne County. Sure. I mean, one of the, the things that we
2: as the Community Foundation help to bring to the table is a network of other funders that we are in, in relationships with, um, whether we get funding from them for projects that... They might Wayne County might be in their catchment, and they want ears to the ground of which which um, organizations or which projects need funding, and we might be a conduit for them to support those in Wayne County, um, or just that we we build relationships with other funders and and find best practices of how to do things. I mean, the Wayne Tomorrow Fund is. Um, is new to our community, but communities across the country have funds for the future needs of their community. And so we've modeled the Wayne Tomorrow Fund after funds in other parts of the country. And and that's important to to know because it's not just modeled by Googling and looking it up on the internet. It's personal conversations with other community foundations, what worked for you, what didn't work, um, that, that I've set up over the past year to make sure that we're doing this in a way that will be most impactful for the community. Um, and so, we can bring those relationships to projects um, to be able to help fund them in, in future or just find out other um, information or other funding strategies, grants, and the more relationships we can build, the more top of mind Wayne County and the projects that we have, that they're at top of mind for other funders in our region, um, which is is important. We're, Wayne tomorrow is focused on our county, but these problems don't stop at the county borders. Um, so food insecurity and housing and transportation, um, health care, those are all things that that go across Pike County and Lackawanna County and um, so regionally we're all trying to address them together and if we can partner um, with other community foundations or other organizations to address problems that we're seeing here locally but address it on a regional scale, that's that's exciting too. And
0: The fundraising side of what um, the Community Foundation can do. Let's talk a little bit about that. You, You mentioned having funding available for matches. We've already seen some of that with the Trails Project. Can you talk a little bit about the success with that particular project?
2: Sure. So, we have um, partnered with, with the, the Trails Alliance, which is a, a group of volunteers that established a fund here to be able to fundraise for matching dollars that many of the grants for the trails, because it's going from Homesale to Holly and likely further, and it's a kind of countywide project, um, many of the grants are are going through the county because they're through the state. Um, and so, they are they're large-scale grants that, that need to be managed by a municipality, usually the county. But there are other grants that the, that the alliance can apply for recently. We got one through um, PEC, the Pocono Environmental Council, um, for marketing and promotion in a cool 360-degree video. Um, but th- So, there's, there's other things that they'll kind of apply for through the foundation. Um, but we have the capability as a nonprofit. To be able to fundraise, and and that's the the skill that I help bring to the table to help support these these smaller groups. Um, and Wayne, tomorrow, like the the county is not a fundraising entity. They collect taxes, they get the, the state allotments and whatnot. But fundraising isn't necessarily what their their staff skill is. They they can support it. They can bring bring a lot to the table. But fundraising isn't where their training or expertise is necessarily. And so we can help support them in 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 doing that and reaching the, the fundraising goals needed. Um, we all recognize that none of these things can be done by themselves. Uh, we're a small staff here at the foundation, so I recognize that food insecurity or solving the agriculture <laughs> problems of, of, the, of the county are not going to be solved by the community foundation alone. So, we need to be able to partner um, to be able to kind of all shove in the same direction to, to make a dent in those issues. <coughs>
0: Excuse me. I do want to talk a little bit about um, other financing um, because collaboration on the financial side of things, oh, thank you, collaboration on the financial side of things um, it involves more than a 501c3, which is what the Community Foundation is. You also have a partner in WEDCO in the Workforce Development um, Organization. Can we talk a little bit about sort of their relationship and how this sort of um a breadth of organizations that can apply open up more funding for wayne county
1: Uh, sure um you know again the one thing that wayne tomorrow has really solidified is partnerships and partnerships again like you said across different organizations across different you know sectors of our community and the ability to be able to pick up the phone and get something done in a very short period of time. And, and as anybody who, who looks at, you know, rights grants is, you know, if there's a history of the county that's written for this grant, well, you know, as our you know, president uh, Warren Schlosser has indicated, you don't recreate the wheel. So, you know, but the ability of our, all of our organizations who have been applying for grants over there, you can shoot an email out and have excerpts Um, Descriptions of things that you can pull together quickly. Um, I I forget what what the grant was that we had like five days to apply for. Um, Maybe it was one of the planning grants Mm -hmm. that that we used. And, you know, we've been working on so many things lately, I don't always remember. But I know we had like five days to apply. And myself and Mary Beth from WEDCO and Lucy and Beerling from Workforce Alliance were able to cut paste. Um, I threw a budget together uh, Mary Beth worked on that area I mean, and we were able to throw a you know substantial grant together in a few days um, so that is the key thing that Wayne tomorrow I think um, has solidified again which you know goes back to the whole food issue is just solidified our ability to information I've been at the county for about 16 years again we're in the world of chief Court. Previously, and so we have very good, re- and we have very good relationships with our um, you know, state and federal legislators and our state and federal funding kind of partners, USDA, mm-hmm. DCNR, DCED, the major kind of sources of, of, of grant funding in rural communities. And you know, we we pay attention to what comes across our desk. Um, we try to ask questions about any type of funding that comes through and we just have that again unique ability to be able to pull things together in, in a very quick period of time um, the cares money that came through um, you know while it was about 4.4 million dollars that, that came through um, we did you know the county was able to reimburse it and you know, to help the taxpayers with with response and, and over time in those types of costs, but I mean, that was approximately $800,000. And so the balance of that, the commissioners committed it, went to the community. Um, about a million dollars went to broadband expansion. Um, in a very short period of time, there were projects that had to be absolutely completed by yeah. December 31st. We have a lot of small, little cable companies. We don't have a Comcast. We don't have, a, you know... A, Verizon, the, mm-hmm. that, that major supplier here. So, but we were able to infuse projects. So again, broadband's been an issue that that's been uh, identified in, in, the, in tomorrow as access and was even exasperated more during COVID. Um, the um, American Rescue Plan that's coming through. The county's looking at approximately nine point five million dollars um our municipalities are also getting another approximately five million dollars across all the different you know varying communities we have a unique opportunity here right for you know say 15 million dollars in Wayne county investment when are we ever going to get this type of opportunity again
0: it's been a long time since we've seen anything like that right
1: so the county is having a big meeting with the municipalities to try to again look strategically it's again one thing Wayne tomorrow has brought us to look is more globally um, how can we invest these dollars in the you know checklist that, that they're giving us right to make a long-term impact um, how can we do that uh, broadband is is one of the items uh, water sewer infrastructure mm-hmm. um Difficult to manage a little bit because we don't have large um, Water and sewer we don't have city water and sewer in a substantial amount of the county But there are some projects if you dig down further that might be able to help some of these things Um, You know there is the ability for there's a lot of opportunity for agriculture um, investment which I think Is again perfect timing for our Ag Innovation Center I think there's going to be a lot of um, opportunities and maybe not the direct monies that came to the counties but in grants that are funded agricultural Mm -hmm. products we've seen things coming out of USDA like crazy yeah Um, so so again just the timing is pretty cool Um, that this funding is over a three to four year period um, and, again, I think it's a, it's an incredible opportunity for us to be strategic in some of the projects. The county's been working on this project and the SCI mm-hmm. for the development. So how can we, again, shift? Is this, that's kind of my role right. as um, you know, CPA, accounting training, trying to find the pots of money that you might be able to rearrange things, mm-hmm. to be able to, to, again, make a significant right. long-term investment with this funding.
2: Kind of. that's a That's a culture shift that's happened over the, the years, that the focus is on collaboration and the we, not me, and that's an intentional culture shift, but it takes time, mm-hmm. um, and it takes dedicated people to come monthly, and leave their egos at the door, and work collectively together um, to focus on things that we can all shove in the same direction, mm-hmm. um, and that's intentional. That's with mindfulness. That's with um, respect for one another, and that can only be done by developing those relationships and building building trust. But um, that can't be understated enough. That that focuses on the we and and not not which organizations getting the most pot of money. It's okay. The end result is helping the whole. County and our community members. How can I fit into this, and how can I help it happen? Um, even if I'm not seeing a direct monetary result from that particular grant, um, that that's that's important.
0: More and more organizations are seeing the value that they represent to one another. Um, you know that nobody's kind of in this alone, and by working together, everybody gets stronger. The effort gets bigger. It gets can tap into more funding and i think what we're seeing over these last couple of years is more and more attention being paid to wayne county because of the way we're doing business because we're working together we have to uh, uh, a unusual degree set aside the egos for the we and pulled in the same direction
2: and for nonprofits too,
0: from a funder's perspective, I love that I'm seeing
2: partnerships and collaborations between the nonprofits, and not seeing each other as comp- competition for those right. for those grants or for that donation. They're not seeing each other as competitors. They're seeing each other as as partners in in, in fulfilling their mission. And that's also a culture shift um, that takes over. That takes time, and it takes relationship building and, and trust building, but. Um, I've seen the results of that of the library and the Coubridge partnering, or Delaware Highlands Conservancy and others. Like the people are partnering on programming or um, pulling in the network that other other nonprofits have, and, and it makes both of them stronger rather than than having to split the, the pie. It really Absolutely. just grows the pizza even bigger.
0: And and that's really kind of the point of um, the community investment model is for Wayne County to find a way to expand the pie.
2: It's like a potluck. Everyone's bringing more to the table.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly. Right, I love that. That's a great concept because a potluck is a- Maybe not so good
2: friendly potlucks, but that's okay. (laughs) That's what what it's doing. People are bringing something different. They're bringing something unique to the table. So yeah, it's definitely a a community potluck metaphor rather than a smaller slice of the pizza.
1: One of the items identified in the community investment model also was the role of the the libraries. Yes. And, you know, they are strategically, geographically, throughout the county, and the roles that they can play either in, you know, the community hub type of concept, um, but also in their ability to network with their communities Mm -hmm. and then bring that networking, you know, to the whole and we really did see that through COVID, again, yes. food distribution, um, you know, in, in the very Southern end uh, of the county, uh, you know, a woman named uh, Jenny Reese, yeah. they're local business owners, but she's been on the Library Alliance board for years and how they were able to connect with their partners to, mm-hmm. to again, uh, do the food operation. And none, none of that has anything to do with the library per purpose se. or, or right. function, but again, in using that role as a community investment, right? So the library is something that wants to invest in that community. They did a broadband project.
0: Yes, the smart spots. The
1: smart spots. Uh, again, just looking at the way that you're, again, talking about nonprofits or the, your traditional roles mm-hmm. change
0: and what value you can bring to the community. We're talking all over
2: the highway. There's no yeah. lanes. We're just going yeah, where the problems are. And I think
0: that the key is it's not that these nonprofit organizations have changed their mission Mm -hmm. they've simply expanded their toolbox for moving that mission forward and for accomplishing that mission adding partners adding tools adding fun you know funding Um,
2: they're getting more creative on how to meet that mission and because the mission is the same is the same but um, for some nonprofits that have been trying to go about it in a similar way year after year um you might be missing some people. And so if you try something a little different and as you said toolbox or people are just not staying in the same lane. They're they're trying a different
0: map. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I they're exploring. Yeah. You know, exploring ways that they can get involved and and move everything forward. Um on that note, I think we've covered everything I had. Do either of you have anything that you might want to uh in there.
1: The big thing I think we have to continue to do is to, to also continue to bring new people to that table. Um, you know, with any type of board or any type of activity, people ebb and flow in their ability to um, be active or, or to contribute. So I always, you know, encourage anyone that has any uh, thoughts of, of getting involved um you know that there's always a role in what wayne tomorrow is and what what we're doing and um there's really a level of interest for whatever your Mm. you know uh desire or love of is in your retirement or or in your you know active uh, work roles so i just think that again the big thing is is that we have to keep wayne tomorrow continuing over those relationships because wayne tomorrow in 10 years is going to look
0: very different.
1: My my tomorrow in ten years is going to be different than somebody else's tomorrow uh-huh. in ten years, and so I just really hope that um, to me now it's just kind of something that we do every day. It's not really yeah. it's, it's, it's not a way of operating. It's a way of operating, right. and um, I just hope that we continue to develop that so so it continues. Because again, we are people from other parts of the state when we talk about what we're doing. Kind of look at you with. Cross and mm-hmm. can't believe that in a small rural town, yeah. and it's geographically, you know, not close <laughs> as we are here. But we are we are able to help people in the north and the south and the yeah. east and the west. And um, the community foundation we were just talking about that earlier um, has always committed to that model for themselves because they are the Wayne County Community Foundation. And even from a board perspective, we've always tried to maintain. Um, geographic representation and representation from different fields of of interest and um, you know I just hope that the the community continues to support Wayne Tomorrow with that same type of vision.
0: And if you do want to get involved you could go to com, and look for get involved. Click it and it will give you a bunch of options for how you want to be part of what we're doing and we Encourage you to learn more there as well.
2: And might I also add if you'd like to make a donation to the Wayne Tomorrow Fund You can do so at waynefoundation.org There's a banner at the top to donate to the Wayne Tomorrow Fund for the future needs of, of the community of 2020 has taught us anything It's that change is inevitable and we have to um, embrace it with as much grace as we can
0: must muster,
2: muster. <laughs> um, and just to, to be as strategic as possible to
0: go through those, those changes. but The only constant in life is change. That's, that's about right, yeah. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you, Vicky. Now, we have a better understanding of the financial side of the Wayne Tomorrow equation. Next time, we'll talk with Commissioners Brian Smith, Joe Adams, and Jocelyn Kramer about the role the county and its various departments plays in the collaborative ecosystem. Wayne Tomorrow engages our community in a powerful network of people all pulling together toward a shared vision of prosperity and opportunity for everyone. The Wayne Tomorrow podcast is dedicated to sharing the story of this county-sponsored community-based collaboration, which focuses on the project's resources and infrastructure needed to move Wayne County, its people, its culture, and its economy into a vibrant future the program is produced by the wayne county commissioners to listen to this podcast sign up for a monthly newsletter get involved or learn more visit wayntomorrow.com send us your feedback at wayntomorrow at waynecountypa.gov we'd love to hear from you i'm your host mickey use thanks for listening and count on me in